pretty even game. It could have went either way. It was, uh, you know, I thought both goalies played extremely well. Uh, we had some a number of high quality chances. Uh, so didn't they? You know, it was uh, it was one of those type games. You know, I thought our team played hard. We just couldn't find a way to score a goal. Mike Sullivan after the San Jose game, and indeed. They did have their chances. Sidney Crosby just had a million, and um, their goaltender was one of those games where they stole one, I guess you could say. He was very good. Um, but despite losing the uh, two out of three in the West Coast, it appeared to me anyway that the Penguins played pretty well. We're joined now by the voice of the Penguins, the Hall of Famer Mike Lang joins us now. Mike, did you have that same feeling that even though they lost two out of three, that they actually played pretty well on the trip? I do think they played pretty well. Uh, I think this started probably about two weeks ago, and uh, we're starting to find out what I call that mojo uh, on how they play the game. And uh, they put themselves, I think, in a position here where if they could put together uh, another little streak here, they'll be right back in the playoff hunt. Uh, it's tough. It's, I mean, you look at the... The standing stand, and uh, you've got New Jersey in the uh, Metro, you know, sitting with 56 points, and now you go down to Carolina all the way down the ladder and with 50. Uh, that's all that separates these teams. I mean, and, and Washington, you know, could fade too. So, I mean, it's just a wide-open thing as we go into this uh, last third of the season. Um, without question. And uh, the Flyers are hot right now, and um, they'll cool off. And I would think also that while the Penguins – um, these other teams have most of them have games in hand. Uh, if the Penguins keep winning, that eventually will play to the Penguins' benefit because those teams are going to face the kind of active schedule from this point forward that the Penguins had to face from the early portions to now. Yeah, I always look back when uh, we had games in hand and a situation. Well, that's uh, a big assumption. The assumption is you're going to win those games, but that doesn't always follow. Right, you, you know. <laughs> I mean, it'd be great if everybody could read that and say, yeah, that's two four points for us. Uh, you've got to win those games, and they and they do get tougher. Uh, and so I think that's a very good valid point uh, that you made. Uh, you know, the Penguins' travel schedule, uh, at least, you know, they're bombarded with 19 back-to-back, so that doesn't help them uh, in one situation. But it should ease a little bit here uh, for them to be able to kind of make some hay and make a run. I mean, they're getting so many good things out of this hockey team right now. The goaltending's been excellent. I really believe that. Uh, the special teams have been really good. Uh, the power play and the penalty killing. Uh, what has really killed them again? I mean, it has all year long. They're next and last in the league. It's scoring five on five, even strength goals. And until they get that, uh, you know, over the hump on that and start making those numbers rise and get above the even mark in uh, goals for and the goals against, it's going to be a, a, a struggle for them to try and get to the playoffs. Yeah, you can't always rely on your power play. It's very cyclical. By the way, the Penguins only have two more games uh, outside the Eastern time zone. That'll be on the same trip. Friday, February 9th, they're in Dallas, and then the 11th, they're in St. Louis. After that, they're all Eastern time zone games. Mike, we all understand that you know Phil Kessel has been hot. Sid, uh, up until the San Jose game, had been hot, and so on and so forth. But aside from individuals... Um, what element of their game outside of the special teams um, has changed for them? Wow. Uh, changed. Well, I, I, you know, we've talked about this before. I don't think that they're a four-line hockey team again uh, like they would like to be. 
just from the personnel that they I think that they have on the fourth line and what they've worked with. Uh, they'd like to distribute the minutes a little bit better. But having said that, that's great. But when you're playing from behind, which the Penguins do on a number of occasions, then it makes it difficult because you've got to try and get the offensive power uh, to be able to try. So that's kind of the biggest difference, I think, from this team and the one of the past two years. Uh, you know, I think they're getting better defensively. I really do. I think Justin Schultz has been uh, an underrated uh, addition back there in what he can do and add that uh, second uh, combo to be able to give them, you know, four strong uh, defensemen to work with. So uh, that that's a plus on, on the plus side. But, uh, you know, the other side of it is, Stan, these other teams, you know, they've gotten better. <laughs> I'm sorry to inform folks of... Uh, of the city of Pittsburgh and the Tri-State area, the other teams are getting better, and that makes it tough. Yeah, these. Um, by the way, Mike is brought to us by Schneider Downs Big Thinking and Personal Focus, um, without question. And um, even a team like Carolina, which is you know last in the in, in the division right now, they still have fifty points. Uh, the one thing that I was thinking about was that I, I don't know if there's a magical switch or not. But they are skating much better. They're quicker to, to me, that's been the hallmark of the last two playoff runs. They are quicker on pucks generally than their opponents. They're getting to pucks more quickly. And to me, that's something that I think over the past, let's say, three weeks when they begun to win is the most notable, noticeable thing to me. I would agree with you. And I think that's a good, uh, a good point. But I also, uh, would say to you, we've had a number of occasions where the other team has kind of dictated the play from the same aspect, and it tells you that those other teams have kind of followed suit from the Penguins with the speed that they brought to their to their uh, rosters, and we're seeing it night in and night out uh, from these teams with the speed uh, to help to you know, match off and negate some of the Penguins' ability to chase down pucks. It's a it's a tiring, it's a very strong, you know, system where you have to really Put everything you have into it, and it's not easy to play uh, on a consistent basis and play for 82 games. Uh, what the Penguins have accomplished with Mike Sullivan is amazing, and uh, they're going to try and do it again. But uh, you know, it's it, it takes everything from all the players to be able to make it work. Mike, you mentioned uh, about the fourth line, and they you know like to be a fourth line team. Um, Daniel Sprong again really didn't do much in practice today. Uh, JSD continues to be the fourth line center. Um, good news, uh, Brian Rust and uh, Matt Murray were back, uh, and so you know they're kind of getting hold again. Um, Carter Rowney remains out. Um, are they as deep as they need to be? Well, I mean, I think every team would love to have four strong uh, centers that are beyond reproach and can score, sure. Uh, you know, they're as deep as they can possibly be at this moment. Uh, can they get better there? Yeah, I mean, if they could... Uh, work some type of deal to get another player that could maybe uh, play the likes of Matt Cullen and or Nick Bonino or, or, or along those lines. But they're hard to find, and you've got to stay within the cap situation. Uh, you know, this is not the only team that is experiencing uh, trying to find a third and fourth line center and two lines that play with the top six. Uh, just go around the league, Stan. I mean, it's air, it's everywhere. And so... Those that can uh, piece it together, those that have a fairly decent farm system, and we may not be done with that yet. We may see the likes of uh, uh, Teddy Bluger. We may see the likes of uh, Thomas DePauli. We may see others uh, put into that situation just to see if, in fact, what you have. 
And the reason is, if you've got a trading deadline, uh, maybe one of those guys is magic in the bottle. They've had good success in bringing guys up, and and perhaps that type of person uh, would would add uh, uh, a roster spot and be able to to do it for you without having to sacrifice uh, the rest of your hockey club or you know in deals. So there's so many variables still here to go uh, on what uh, might happen, and you hope that the young guys can step in. I mean, that would be a great thrill again to to see that same. Uh, thing we're getting a lot of uh, a play out of it of the young guys that are here now, uh, Simone and uh, and uh, JSD and the goaltending certainly is uh, a big part of it. I mean Jari and Casey DeSmith, who I really thought was the best goaltender in camp this year mm. uh, for the Penguins, have all added their mark. Uh, and and the one thing that's so valuable to them, uh, you know that if you get in the playoffs and you have to dip down, you know these guys can play in the NHL. You know you have something there to bring up that's not going to not going to uh, kill you as far as putting people up against the top teams. Mike, with Rowney out, um, not that he's the linchpin, uh, but it did to a degree um, force Mike Sullivan to move Jake Gensel to center. Now they've moved him back um, to wing because they know he's better than that. But um, all things being equal, and we don't know what trades might be pending, I mean, c- can they be a highly successful team if Gensel is the third-line center? Yeah, I think they can. I I, I do. I I think that, you know, he's, he's a second year player, and I and I have a lot of faith in him, and he's he's played that position his whole career. I think probably the thing that that hurts him a little bit. I mean, it's hard to say, and and uh, uh, because of his speed and what he can do, but probably his size is probably limiting him. Some, you know, some of these centers are pretty tough to play against, uh, and bigger and stronger, and it's it's not an easy chore to go up against them night in and night out. Uh, Plus, he's taking face-offs now, too, you know, I mean, on a regular basis. So uh, when he's playing that position, which is, uh, you know, you've got to be strong. I mean, it's not an easy easy thing to do. So I, I think he can he could handle the, the duty. But, you know, I say to myself, with as good as he is playing on the wings with the top one of the two top lines, you're hurting yourself by not having him wear in one of those positions. So, you you know, it, I, I would like to see somebody be able to handle that situation and be able to do it on a regular basis. He's more of an offensive type of player, Stan, than he is a defensive. And I think that third and fourth type of center is the guy that you've got to have for defensive zone draws. Uh, you've got to have maybe for penalty killing. Those type of guys. And and I don't know if Jake kind of fits that mold. I, I think he's more of a top six guy. Yeah. Um, and again, you mentioned face-offs, which, of course, he would have to do. Uh, and also, if you're worried about five-on-five, five, there's a guy who can help you out if he's playing at his best position. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's a dynamic talent, and I, I think he'll score 25 before the season's over. I, I think he'll get hot and light it up, and uh, he's just too good. I mean, that's the, that's the... No, in fact, but the other the big hogs are stealing the show right now, <laughs> taking all the glory away from him. <laughs> well, he had plenty of glory in the playoff run last yeah. year. He wasn't short on that. Um, Mike Sullivan hasn't pushed many wrong buttons, uh, if any wrong buttons, uh, in the two-plus years that he's been here. But it is somewhat puzzling to a lot of people about the Ian Cole situation. Um, what what do you make of that? Uh, you know, now we should mention that Matt Hunwick apparently took a fall at practice today. I have no further information on it. That might pave the way for Cole getting back uh, in the in the starting six. But w- what do you make of that entire scenario? Well, I look at it like this. I, I look at it as uh, uh, from a positive standpoint. If I've got a guy of the capabilities of of uh, Ian Cole, I'm thrilled. 
I, I need that type of, of uh, backup, if you want to say that, or a guy that could start. I know his history. I know what a warrior he was in the two playoff rounds uh, that got him the Stanley Cups. I, I just cannot see the Penguins moving Ian Cole, and that's my humble opinion. Uh, he's too good, too good of an asset to have. Yes, I understand the uh, the premise, but if you are going to go, if you you know if you're you're locked in to try and win a Stanley Cup again, uh, a third one, I want him in my lineup, and I want him, and I think he'll be there front and center for you. Uh, through the course of it. I don't know what's transpired as far as what the coaches think as far as his play. Maybe it's not up to what they uh, envision. But I also do know that uh, Matty Hunwick, you know, was, a, uh, was an addition, and uh, you've, you've put out a three-year deal on him, and you don't want to look bad there, so you kind of kind of move move him in. But uh, my determination is that Matty Hunwick is a decent player, a good five or six type of guy, and a guy who who doesn't, I, I, in my opinion, can't play 82 games. Uh, he could play 60, maybe 65, and be strong, and be a good addition for you. Again, like Cole would be in the playoffs. That's just my read on him. Uh, it's taking nothing away how he plays the game. I noticed him way back uh, when he played for the other teams. His compete level is second to none, and that's the thing that really stood out to me, and probably to the guys here in this club too, is that you know you think, Stan, you got to think playoffs. You can't. You, you try the regular season, but you also have to think ahead to what might happen in the playoffs. And I think that's part of the determination why he was here, and he moves the puck fairly well. But it's nice to have that luxury of having Ian Cole there, too, to get in your lineup. Undoubtedly. Uh, it's, uh, the one concern that I voiced when trade rules were circling at that time, they don't have another defenseman who plays the way he does. However... Now they've gotten Oleksiak. And I think he's in that same boat that I was talking about, Hunwick. I don't know. Is he an 82-game player? Mm. He, I don't know yet. Now, on him, I'm a, uh, you know, a little, uh, the potential's there. But, I, you know, it's, and he's playing the off, he's playing the right side, so that's, uh, you know, a little different for him, too. But uh, I, I'm not, I, I just, I, I know what I've got with Ian Cole. If, if, it's, if it holds true to form, I've got a pretty damn good player. Do you think that is, a, is at least part of their thoughts about either, A, not playing Cole or moving him? Is that, okay, we got a guy now who can play like Cole does, um, although it would seem they'd be better off having two of those guys? Well, no, I think that's coming mean, uh, you've you got to think ahead, and Jimmy maybe is doing it in that regard. I do know that if I'm going to trade Ian Cole, i got to have a defenseman back. I'm sorry. I, this club you know, can, can, can use that, that extra luxury for having it. I mean, Chad Ruido, I think, is more than competent to play in the top top six, too. But if you're going to move a guy like Ian Cole, who is your physical presence and is a stand-up type of guy, uh, <clears throat> you better get something back. Last thing uh, involving that topic, Mike, and, and we'll let you go, and that is um, Ian Cole's character is unquestioned. Um, he is a respected guy in that room. But in your experience covering hockey for all those years, when you have a guy like him, who's been such an integral part of a championship team, uh, not that I'm accusing that he would do it, is there the potential that you know there's some rumblings, there's some grumblings, or do you rely, A, on Cole's character, or B, on the other leaders in the room not to let that disrupt anything? Well, I will look I mean, I can understand uh, why Ian Cole would be upset. I can. Well, sure, and he was. I mean, this happened to him, what, two years ago? Right, when he first right. got here. 
so. I mean, it, this is not a new thing. But if you put him, if you walk in his shoes, you know, you you wouldn't feel too wanted, you know, at the moment. Yeah. And, and it's not an easy thing. I think Bob Johnson was the best ever at handling situations like this. And and you've maybe heard me talk about it, Stan. I mean, so he's not playing Ian Cole. And he would skate, and uh, they would have the practice and whatever, and he would just come over and put his arm around that player, and he would say, I'm going to need you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you. It's just a simple gesture that kept those players on their toes and happy and part of the team aspect. That's what he needs right now. He needs a little loving. <laughs> so <laughs> put your arm around him, and uh, he'll be back. He'll play. If he doesn't play here, he'll play in the NHL. I mean, rest assured of that. All right, Mike, great stuff. Thanks. Uh, back in the saddle tomorrow night as Carolina comes to town, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thank you, Stanley. All right. Take care. Yep. There he goes, Mike Lang, the voice of the Penguins. He's brought to us by Schneider Downs, big thinking and personal focus. When we return, I want to get to more of your comments about the um, uh, the, the Jacksonville game primarily, primarily some Eagles uh, uh, conversation as well, and some uh, some updates on um, NFL news and notes. Uh, in addition to that, coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, good for them, have the best record in the NHL and expansion team. Are you kidding? Well, good for them, but does that tell us, and we're likely to see this in a year or two or something, it looks like they're going to get an expansion team in Seattle, right? Well, we're going to go through this again. Was the NHL too lenient in the player procurement for Vegas in how they allowed them to stock their expansion team by the mere fact that they got the best record in the league, or is it a matter of just right chemistry and great coaching and a good general manager? We'll be talking about that as well. 412-922-2874, pound 970. Thanks for joining me today on Saverin on Sports.